Hello, I'm Neil Whelan and welcome to the Wesleyan Podcast. In this episode, we're back with the investments team as they look at what's going on in the world. The markets always move with the tide of global events, so inevitably they're still being impacted by the pandemic, but also the international vaccine rollout. The bounce back of the economy depends heavily on the vaccine being successful, but every day we're hearing stories about countries having better results than others, and some not even having any doses at all, and that all sends ripples around the global markets. Now, despite how knowledgeable our Director of Investments, Martin Lawrence, is, what he talks about in this podcast is just for information and shouldn't be considered financial advice. You'll hear him talking to James Heaney, our Investment Communications Manager. So let's go over to them and hear what the pair of them have to say. Martin, the interesting thing with this particular podcast is that it's been just over a year since lockdowns were introduced in the UK first time around. So would you be able to just summarise for me, what's the difference in picture between March 2020 versus March 2021 as far as markets are concerned? Yeah, it's very tempting, James, to say almost night and day in response to that answer. 23rd of March was a key point. I think we've talked in the past about you know the start of lockdowns and the start of market falls, but it was the 23rd of March this year when we had the anniversary of the bottom of the market. So after we'd have those those sharp dips in stock markets, we reached that floor. And since then, we've kind of climbed our way slowly back up. So some of the returns since that point have been very good, but obviously it was a heavy fall into it. Great. And of course, you know, there's a lot going on in the world. The vaccination programmes in different countries are at very different stages. And with markets and economies, vaccinations are one of those key kind of focus areas, if you like, aren't they? Um, But could you just kind of talk through what's going on with the vaccinations with with, um, UK and EU and any tensions that might have caused? And how are markets reacting to that recent news story? Yeah, it's one of the key indicators that markets are focusing on this kind of vaccination rate progress that we've had. And and it does differ by markets. You're right to highlight it, because if you think about it, the reopening of economies is really very contingent on this rollout of the vaccination. So if you look at the UK, I mean, it's it's remarkable that we've got to the point where about 45 percent of the population have now had at least one shot of a vaccine. If you look at the US, the US is is approximately 30 percent. I guess the one that's been left behind is is Europe, which is, depending on the country you look at, around about 10 percent. But I I guess I just step back a, a level and if you look at the overall, you know, the global COVID vaccination program, this is remarkable, James. I mean, we're talking about one year on, you know, as, as we started this discussing the market falls. Well, 12 months ago, we didn't really know much about this disease. And yet just 12 months later, we've got over half a billion doses of this vaccination being rolled out. So we're not far off, I don't think, 550 million doses. And that's remarkable from, from the research. So from all of the drug companies in terms of putting effort in, you know, if there's ever been an example of the world coming together to solve a problem, I, I just don't lose sight of that. You know, 500 million is an incredible achievement. It is indeed. But with the UK and EU and those tensions we saw kind of popping up in the headlines, do you think there are any kind of fallouts that are going to be coming up along the road from that decision uh, or from the EU stance on, on keeping the vaccines for themselves and not allowing it to go to Australia and other countries? 
It is. I mean, it's an interesting point you raise, James, because one of the reasons, you know, the main reason potentially why Europe is behind in the vaccination programme is they just had a bit more concern about the safety profile of these vaccines than, than other countries. So particularly with the AstraZeneca and the Oxford University product, they raised this issue of was there a blood clot issue? And because of that, that made them, as they should, go for the safety side of the line and just get things rechecked. So if you compound the concerns over the safety with then the supply of the vaccines themselves, and that was this political friction that you're talking about between the UK and the EU, that has just delayed their rollout. And I guess if there's one thing that we probably need to bear in mind, what looks like a country versus country debate really should be about companies because it's not the countries that are manufacturing these vaccines, it's companies. So it's turned into a bit of a UK versus EU. But I think really it's uh, certainly from our perspective, when we analyse these companies, it's it's more, you know, the story is there, I think. I'm really glad that you flagged that, actually, because I think a lot of people are looking at this at just the political level, rather than actually the companies behind the manufacture and distribution of the vaccines. So that is a really interesting point. Exactly. I mean, that's why, you know, you got the, the safety profile. As soon as the EU drugs regulator came out and said that actually having looked at it, they viewed, and I think their words were safe and effective, then immediately the European countries came into line. So this was, I think, Germany, France, Italy, Spain, resumed the usage uh, and the rollout of the vaccination. So theirs is also progressing. But they just had that additional check. Now, whether they were right to check or should they have carried on like the UK with their roll one shot out as fast as possible, time will tell. So it's just different approaches at this stage and, and markets are reacting to those different approaches. And with vaccinations generally ticking along fairly reasonably, uh, we've just mentioned a few potholes there along the road, but generally speaking when we compare to a year ago it's a remarkable achievement as you said. But what are the factors are markets looking at at the moment Martin? What's making them feel more positive? What's making them feel more negative? Yeah I think when you get to the other side, I mean Covid has just fixated markets for so long i think what's different this year versus last year is we're now starting to look at everything else which is why you've heard us talk a lot more about the outlook for inflation you've heard us talk out you know a lot more about the outlook for interest rates going forward and more recently we've had issues with supply chain so whether this is suez canal and whether it's you know ships getting um, stuck there or whether it's supply chains in china coming into the clothing industry these are more of your sort of business business as usual type factors, which we tend to focus on in markets. So I think we've returned back to that kind of fundamental type approach of, of analysis rather than just being very myopic over one thing. It feels like we've all had more than our share of ups and downs this year, but there is hope for the future and with less chance to spend. Some of us even managed to save a little. Now's the time to get that cash working harder with a Wesleyan with Profits ISA. For over 180 years, Wesleyan's been the investment choice of doctors, dentists and teachers, some of our most trusted professions. But today, we can all share in Wesleyan's success. And because it's a mutual, we can share in the profits too. Invest in a Wesleyan with Profits ISA before April the 5th to maximise your tax-free allowance. Wesleyan, we are all about you. See wesleyan.co.uk forward slash ISA21. The value of your investment may go down as well as up. You may get back less than you invest. Tax rules for ISAs may change. 
Wesleyan Assurance Society is authorised by the Prudential Regulation Authority and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority and the Prudential Regulation Authority. And with 2021 to date having a much more positive picture for us in terms of markets and asset classes compared to 2020, there's, there's some interesting trends emerging, Martin. So each month we generally see that markets are going up for most of the month and then tail off towards the end. Do you think that trend will continue? Is there any reasoning behind that? And what do you think will be happening for the rest of this year? How calm do you think it's going to be for markets? Yeah, I think the uh, my initial answer, James, is I hope not regarding the uh, the end of month movements. And this is something, yes, we've we've picked up, which is this this tail off into a month end. So at the end of January, we saw stock markets fall into the month end, very quickly recovered at the start of February. They did the same at the end of February. They fell very sharply, and then only to recover at the start of March. So I think this is more technical related. There is we describe this as sort of technical selling, or if you want to be rude, you can say it's kind of window dressing that people need to do things by the end of the month but it doesn't relate to the fundamental value of investments it's just a temporary thing that then goes away very quickly so i think that's just a short-term phenomenon longer term we are still more and more confident that equities or you know stock markets are the right place to be going forward and this comes back to our comments that we've made about the outlook for interest rates and the outlook in inflation and we think the best way to play those themes is actually to be in in markets and in particular um, markets like the uk and europe we think are the cheaper one. So we think we are correctly positioned. Great. Thanks, Martin. And which sectors in particular are you and the fund managers and analysts within the investments team focusing on? Are there any kind of key ones that have really got your interest? Yeah, the ones I guess they're taking the headlines are these, as they call them, the reopening trade. So the sectors that are closely aligned to the reopening of economies. So whether this is financials, um, by which we mean mainly banks and insurance companies, whether this is energy companies, so oil stocks benefiting from the oil price that's been going up certainly over the last 12 months. Uh, as I think we've mentioned before, it's it's doubled from the bottom. So if you'd bought a, a barrel of Brent oil, you've certainly done very well. Um, but it's also industrial companies, again, connected with the reopening of economies and even property stocks as well. Um, you've seen things like house builders that are doing very well. So that's what the market is focused on. Now, I deliberately changed your question slightly there because what we're looking at as a natural contrarian investors is actually what comes next. So it's now well known this reopening trade. It's in the press. What we've really got to do as a team now is look further ahead than that and think, OK, what is the next thing we need to be doing? What is the next market we need to be looking at to make sure that we've got this this kind of steady feed into the hopper at the top? Thanks, Martin. Very useful to know. And one final thing from me today for this podcast. We used to talk a lot about the US and China and the trade relationship between those two superpowers. What's happening with them at the moment? It seems to have gone quiet for quite a while with COVID taking the forefront. What's going on there, Martin, and how does that affect the world and things to come? Yeah, in terms of business as usual, that will return to the agenda, I think, at a rate of knots. We, we've had now the first official meeting between the two. So I think mid-March um, in Alaska, if memory serves me right, we had the two sides get together. Now, I wouldn't pay too much attention on this at the moment. This was more about kind of sound bites and photo opportunities uh, where they took their respective sound bites back to their local markets to kind of make a statement. So I think the real work now begins in terms of drafting of real policies and where they're going to go with trade tariffs and things 
things like this. But I, I guess this first session was probably more uh, like marriage counselling than it was actually being able to get any substance through. Um, I think if there is any implications for us looking at those sort of debates, the more and more China and the US look at their terms that they're going to engage going forward. We've also got the UK-US trade deal that's still in the background. Now, I just wonder whether that gets pushed back a bit. So whilst the US is heavily negotiating with China, does that mean that the UK doesn't get its trade deal till perhaps somewhere closer to 2023? That's maybe something we need to keep an eye on. And that's our show for this week. Thank you to Martin and James. If you want more information on investing with Wesleyan, go to the website wesleyan.co.uk and have a look under the Investments and Savings tab to see the various options that are available. On the site, you can also book an appointment with a Wesleyan Financial Consultant who can give you bespoke advice around your finances, whatever stage of life you're at. While the pandemic is still swirling around us, here at Wesleyan we're very conscious that some of you may well be in need of additional support that isn't financial related. If that's the case, go to our wellbeing hub at wesleyanwellbeing, all one word, .co.uk, or our COVID assistance site at covid19.wesleyan.co.uk, where there's all sorts of help available around mental health and physical wellbeing. You can also find us across social media on Twitter at Wesleyan, and on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram. And if you haven't already, hit the subscribe button on wherever you've downloaded this podcast. But that's it for now. So until next time, Thanks for listening.